Welcome to Donuts with Dudes, episode 16. It's August 21st, baby. We got a great lineup for you guys this week. For our first topic this week, Anthony and I are discussing some suspicious activity surrounding the Maui wildfires. For our second topic this week, China is in a state of deflation. China. And for our final topic, it's the Little League World Series. These kids are big, my dude. And stick around for the second half of our show as Cameron and I had a great conversation with our boy, J.A., the host of the sports and tech show, Noonish. But before we throw this batch in the oven, Anthony, hit him with that great intro track, my dude. Let's get it. Welcome to Donuts with Dudes, where we dive into the things that matter most to men, like sports, business, and mental conditioning. But we don't stop there. We also incorporate health topics, because being a well-rounded dude means taking care of yourself. We're your hosts, Anthony and Cameron, and we're excited to bring you this show, where we discuss hot topics and interview experts in their field, real dudes just like you. So sit back, grab a donut, and maybe some coffee, and join us in the bakery. And for our first topic this week, guys, I don't know if you haven't seen what's going on in Maui with the wildfires, but it's a tragedy. It really is hard to see and hard to watch. And it's a story that we want to pick up because now we're starting to figure out that there is a little bit of controversy going on with some of this. Some of this you've already seen in the news. You've already got people resigning. You have people that, that, that should have cut off the power lines and, and things like that. Um, there's, there's questions about the water pressure and the ability for firefighters to be able to pump out water at the, the correct time. As of Friday of last week, we had over 110 people dead. And what's even worse about that statistic is that only five of those people are deemed recognizable. Such a tragedy, man. I can't uh, can't begin to say just where to even start. Where do we start with this whole story? It just seems very unfortunate for uh, the residents of Lahaina, right? Lahaina, yeah. Lahaina, man. So prayers for them. Prayers uh, going up for sure. Yeah. Did you hear that the water had been shut off and that the emergency sirens were shut off as well? I did hear about that, man. There's a whole speculation as to why, like, the power grid wasn't shut off at the right time, which they're stating they needed that power grid open because they are, uh, they needed that to be able to pump the water at enough time. But the timing of everything was just so completely off. Or have they, have you noticed of any of the, uh, I mean, children may have, you know, are missing or anything like that? Cause I found it, found it, uh, Interesting that school was canceled that day. So that means they really? were at home and parents were at work. So I'm, I'm just, con- I'm more interested in finding out, you know, out of those 105, just kind of how that even worked out or what that looks like. But one thing I was uh, reading about, did you know that uh, there was proposal for Maui to become the first uh, AI governed smart island? No. 
Yeah. So there's so much there's so much to unravel here in this short amount of time. But that was one of the main things here is that uh, there's this prime real estate, right? If if you uh, if you know maybe you've heard of Oprah before, yeah, perhaps, perhaps yeah, I've know. heard of her once or twice, right, man. So she, uh, you know, she was video or filmed, you know, rendering aid to these people, giving them little kits and stuff like that. But um, and she says, you know, she's going to make major donations to rebuild. And if you know Oprah, she likes to give, right? She really does. Everything, everybody gets something, <laughs> but. Uh, She's been buying land in Maui uh, for since, uh, well, actually since 2022, but more recently she bought 520 acres for $3.89 million this last year. Another another time she bought 330 acres for $2.7 million. Um, and then last year she bought two 10-acre swaths of land for $100K each. Let's get this though. In the last few years, she has over a thousand acres, and fire comes and destroys the Maui homes, but her land remains untouched. Ooh. So okay, you see that picture. We also know that the numbers for the amount of acreage as of last Friday was twenty two hundred acres that were burnt up. So it kind of seems a little suspicious here, right? And what's even more suspicious, right? Like obviously this is just a theory that we're kind of like, okay, hey, this seems a little crazy here. There is some backing to some of this. So get this. Last year, Michael Walker, Hawaii's fire protection forester, he went to lawmakers in Hawaii last year urging to allocate just $1.5 million to help improve wildfire preparedness in the state of Hawaii. This was shot down last year. And the bill would have helped improve flammable grasses that grow around the Maui area, that most of these are not native to the Maui area. However, if they're just a little bit dry and there's a a small ember that catches around them, they're highly flammable and they're going to be up in smoke. And this guy wanted to make sure that, you know, this wasn't an issue, but here we are. Mm. Well... One other thing I'd like to mention is that, you know, recently Maui locals uh, were refusing to sell their land to the elite. Actually, part of the land destroyed by the fires were next to the elite mansions. You know, these guys that uh, had homes were Oprah, Jeff Bezos, Lady Gaga, Bill Gates, Morgan Freeman, all of them owning land in their mansions. You know, basically there's a street that just separates what was burned and what's safe. So I find that very interesting. But to go back to Oprah, you know, in 2017, she had a, there was a fire that destroyed many homes near her Montecito mansion, but her property was, remains untouched, man. Wow. And including a four acre complex in 2019 that was destroyed by a mudslide. So you got to wonder what is, uh, Oprah does so much good, but she's also over, you know, there's so much negative stuff around this. Well, I think that especially when you're in the company of Bill Gates, which I think, you know, him buying up all this farmland in America, his whole thing with water going on to as well. And there's been a lot of suspicion. Never know when people got a lot of money, you can't rule out some type of nefarious activity sometimes. I mean, just when you've got things like this to be able to to point out and look after. Right. And I found it real interesting on some, uh, you know, somebody was doing a report earlier this week. You look at some of the videos and some of the pictures you see, you know, just 
destruction, you know, from, you know, everything, fire, just trees are still burnt up, but they're still standing. But somehow, if you look at some of the videos or some of the pictures, there's actually, they show the cars and the rims, you know, the, the tires are on, they're actually mm -hmm. melted, dude. And this guy looked it up and he said, you know, aluminum melts at 1220 degrees and asphalt melts and evaporates at around between 130 and 343 degrees. So if you're looking at this, you see the cars and the rims are melted. There's just like, you know, a little river of where the tires and rims would be. But, you know, it's just melted there. But then the asphalt, the street, is is untouched, man. Like, you can still see the lines on the road and it just doesn't make any sense. So I find that very interesting, man. But last thing I'd like to say, and the chief of police for this Maui incident, man, is... Also, the same chief of police that was in Las Vegas in the 2017 massacre. Who? You know me, I don't believe in coincidences, and I just find it very interesting who's involved here and what's going on, man. This guy's been involved in two major city catastrophes, and then there's still Oprah tied to this, too. Yeah. Have you considered, right? I mean, these are things that, you know, whether they are coincidences, which here we really don't believe in those things, um... Or are they, you know, something that is uh, behind the scenes making of what we're kind of thinking could be gentrification. These mega billionaires trying to clear out a bunch of land and island, AI uh, ran island for themselves. I don't know. But dudes, what do you guys think about this story? Obviously, the wildfire in and of itself is an absolute tragedy. And Donuts with Dudes, Anthony and I, can't display a, a more heartfelt condolences for those that are at a loss right now. And our hearts go out to you guys. But given the evidence that we kind of thrown at you today, do you think that there could be a little bit of conspiracy behind what's going on in Maui? Hit us in our show notes. We got a link there. It'll take you to our website where you can pitch whatever side of the story that you want to pitch. You can also request a shout out. You can also do the same thing if you want to email us, info at donutswithdudes.com. And for our second topic this week, we're talking about the second biggest economy in the world. China. China. Guys, China has been a point of contention from many different reasons, whether that be for um, geopolitical issues and its silent backing of the Russian war in Ukraine and us backing Taiwan and, Ta and China continuously makes a claim over their land. However, China has been a growing economy now for the past couple of decades as of last year, the Chinese economy accounted for $18 trillion in GDP compared to America's GDP of $25.5 trillion, according to the New York Times. However, you know, there's been this, I guess, this worry that China is going to overtake America as the next top superpower of the world. However, what we're seeing these days is that China is in a state of deflation. For most people, I think you're probably thinking, oh, you know, inflation, deflation. We've had a lot of talks about inflation 
and that this is a bad thing here in America, obviously because things are getting more and more expensive. If China's going to a play into a state of deflation, that must mean that those prices are getting cheaper, and they are. You must be thinking as well, well, hell, that's what I want. That that must be a good thing, right? But it's really not. Mm, man. You know, China is the world's second most populous country with a population exceeding 1.4 billion people. Deflation is a bad deal because of what it does to the whole entire economy. Could be a really good thing for us, though. For their economy, it's bad. For the immediate future, obviously prices fall for consumers. Great. Awesome. Love to see that in the, in the stores, right? The problem is, is that it creates what's called this vicious cycle, right? And this vicious cycle essentially starts with prices dropping, which brings down revenues for, for companies, right? So if prices are cheaper, inherently revenues are going to be a little bit lower too as well, because then what that means, if, if revenue is cheaper, then that means that those businesses can then only employ a certain amount of people. They start having to cut people. If people are being cut, it means they're purchasing less, right? So it creates this big cycle where prices are dropping, goes through this cycle, people are able to purchase less because they're being laid off, and then they're purchasing even less at the store. So it just it creates this whole cycle where it's just not looking good. On top of that, China has this aging population, but it's just forecasting and foreboding a really bad future for the China economy because there's not going to be anybody to take care of uh, the aging population. You may need to talk to Donovan and see about setting up uh, a HomeSpark. In China? Yeah, bro. Yeah, oh, man. Shout out to HomeSpark, man, our, our sponsor. Yeah, Donovan, you may want to check in and, and looking into this aging population in China because they're going to be needing some help here pretty soon. But anyways, we digress. Two things. If, if prices in China are going down, so I'm going to... Um, basically, I'm going to make, uh, I'm going to put a shortcut on my laptop to uh, the Nike store, right? Because uh, I'm going to be, you know, I'm waiting for those J's to come down on that price. I'm going to get me some J's. And, uh, you know, what's really funny, man, is that, you know, school just started. My son was saying, man, I want some Yeezys. And, and he doesn't really like Jordans, but he was saying, I want some Yeezys. So I was looking online for some for some shoes for him. And then, of course, you know, the phones are listening to us and they, they hear us on everything. So when I'm on TikTok, now I'm starting to see all these shoe sellers in China pop up on my feed that are selling Jordans, Yeezys, and they're doing these live sales. Like, you know, like, what was that uh, network that they used to have where they would do live selling? QVC? Yes. Yep. So it was like QVC. So now you got, um, now on my on my algorithm here, bro, it's like showing me all these these live selling shoes, right? And it's just pretty cool. But, you know, the prices are super cheap too. So maybe this has some kind of correlation there. I don't know. Could be, man. I don't know. But dudes, be on the lookout for some lower prices, especially if it's materials or products that are being made in China. That's something that could be on the horizon here and could help out with our inflation here in the U.S. economy. So dudes, what are you guys thinking about China right now? You know, it's there's a lot of points of contention. We mentioned the the uh, geopolitical issues that are going on with the U.S. and China, but there's a lot of issues going on inside of the world's second largest economy, which could have ripple effects throughout the whole entire global economy. I mean, there's a lot of people that trade with China. So if you guys have a more 
expertish opinion on this. We'd love to hear about it. Drop us a line in the show notes, or you can email us info at donutswithdudes.com. And dudes, for our third topic this week, man, it's a great time of the year. Obviously, football is already upon us, but it's also the Little League World Series. It's America's favorite pastime, and everybody's got a Little League World Series memory that they can share and bring up. And when watching these games, man, it just brings up a lot of great memories for me. Yeah, man, it is that time of year. You know, this is the uh, the mecca. It's the Super Bowl. It's it's the apex. You're at the top of the mountain right now. You know what I mean? So as a young 11, 12-year-older, you know, playing ball right now, this is where you want to be. This is where you dream of. And, uh, man, you know what? I'll just tell you something. These kids nowadays, dude, they're a lot bigger than they used to and a lot more talented. They sure are, man. And, you know, we got kids knocking out home runs left and right. It seems like it's a whole lot more than whenever you and I were playing Little League ball. But, dude, just so you guys know, the Little League World Series consists of 10 U.S. teams and 10 international teams that go through a bracket where the U.S. team and the winner of the international bracket face off in a heads-up match. Make sure to catch it this Sunday, August 27th, for a heads-up match between the winner of the U.S. bracket and the international bracket for this year's Little League World Series. But, Anthony, hit us with a really cool topic that you found for us. Well, I was looking at um, just the history of some of these Little Leaguers and something to look forward to if you are a Little Leaguer now and you're just, you know, you kind of want to see the success of, of who was actually, you know, a pro, who might be your pro, your favorite pro, and that ended up playing in the Little League World Series. So, uh, I had seen some videos on TikTok, you know, always always finding some stuff on there, but um, where Bryce Harper was, uh, I think it was 2005, Bryce Harper was in the in the Little League World Series, um, and they looked at his size. He was six foot one, 170 pounds, throwing 77 miles per hour. Just on the contrast of this and in, in the size, what we're talking about here, Cody Bellinger was five foot one, 87 pounds. So you're looking at a whole foot shorter and roughly 100 pounds lighter. But then he was dominating in that World Series, too. You know, he was hitting great hits and pitching games and stuff like that, too. What leads me to the next player that I'd like to mention is a guy named Henry Leland. He actually doesn't play Little League. He plays select ball. And he was playing for the USA team. And this kid is five foot 10, 210 pounds. So when you're looking at him, man, they call him like Frank Thomas Jr. I mean, this guy is a beast amongst kids. And, um, you know, he's hitting a lot of home runs. This dude actually played for the uh, 11U Banditos team out of Houston, Texas. Uh, They were like the number one team in Texas for travel ball, man, which is huge. That's like a big thing. You know, Texas is known for football and baseball, man, and and producing athletes. So this kid, by far, is going to probably be somebody. You're going to remember this kid's name. So just remember Henry Leland. Yeah, man, I'm looking at the stats here, and this kid's got some pretty good numbers. Batting average, 519. On-base percentage, 563. He's got four home runs, 16 RBIs. I mean, the kid's kid's a stud, man, you know? I mean, he's he's pretty impressive. Absolutely, but 
one thing you're, you're what you're not noticing here is this is a, a 12U national team for the World Cup. This isn't even Little League. So some might say that Little League isn't what it used to be anymore, and I, and I truly believe that because what he's talking about here is actually this is a select team. So these guys are actually national players playing in America as opposed to Little League where it is usually, you know, it's a it's a Little League district team that won their region, their, or actually their district, region, area, all that sort of stuff. And now now they're here playing on a national stage. Yeah. Whereas what Leland's playing on is actually a national team. Right. It's the best from all over the country. Gotcha. A couple of years ago, one of my buddies, uh, you know, Abilene Wiley had made it into the uh, Little League World Series. And I had asked him, I said, hey, and he said, you know, these are my friend's sons. Just out of curiosity, text one of them and ask him how many of these uh, kids play travel, travel ball, tournament ball. And he's like, all right. So he texted his buddy and his buddy texted him back. He said, all of them. He said, every single one of those kids on that Little League team play travel ball uh, in that area. Meaning, you know, they basically created an all-star team from guys that really wouldn't even be playing Little League. That makes sense. Like their bigger, their bigger league and the harder, more competitive league is travel ball. I always feel like um, it's kind of misleading in a sense, too. Sure. Well, I think we always know those. There's always been politics in baseball. It's always been who knows who. How can you get the one up on somebody else? So there's always that that's been in baseball, and it doesn't surprise me one bit that this is kind of what plays into who plays in in Little League World Series, right? And it kind of comes down to money too as well. I mean, if you have the resources or not to be able to be a part of a team and be able to to have exposure too as well, right? I know that that's a big deal. A lot of the local travel ball players aren't opted out of Little League to where you've got kids that are really, really good in that age group, but they just decided they didn't want to play Little League. Yeah, man. Got a lot of controversy kind of going on behind that. But dudes, we'd love to hear what you guys think about it. Are you guys rooting on the 38th potential win for the U.S. Little League World Series? I know I am, but is there any controversy behind Little League or what's going on this year or how big the kids are? If you got a good story, make sure to go into our show notes where you can find a link and you can leave us a message with your story or request a shout out. You can also do that if you want to email us info at donutswithdudes.com. We'll be back in a minute, but now a word from our sponsors. At some point in our adult lives, we may have to turn our attention to the needs and safety of our parents and grandparents as they age. They've done so much for us, and it's our turn to make sure they have the best quality of life. I founded HomeSpark because seniors deserve to have the very best care available so they can age with dignity and remain independent longer. Our caregivers provide wellness checks, companionship, transportation, meal preparation, and more of what you think is important. To learn more about our personalized care plan, visit us at homesparkcare.com. HomeSpark, we care for people. Well, dudes, in the bakery this week, we have a, a show host. His name is Jay Hay. He's the host of the show, Noonish. Noonish covers a wide range of topics from current events and trending news to deeper discussions about societal issues, personal experiences, and culture. And the show aims to provide a blend of lighthearted banter and insightful conversations. Noonish explores subjects that resonate with a broad audience and encourages an open dialogue on various aspects of life and society. Man, I, I like the way that that sounds, Jay. 
Welcome to the studio, my friend. Thank you guys so much for having me, man. Super excited to, to be a part of y'all show, man. Trying to trying to grab me a couple donuts. Hey, welcome to the bakery. We'll have to send you a box of of your favorite donuts, man. We appreciate you joining <laughs> us. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. Now, I, I love you know what you guys have going on, man. Very fast, like y'all have um, seemingly perfected the the art of podcasting. So, congrats to you guys and your show, man. Oh, man. Well, we're just trying to catch up to you guys and, and your show. And that's why we wanted to bring you on the show to talk about just what it's been like. And obviously what we just mentioned, your show covers just a broad spectrum of topics. But give us a little background as to how you got your show started and what the vision was behind it. For sure, man. So um, outside of outside of newness, sports and tech, man, I uh, also own an innovative technology company by the name of the in-group international and uh during covid uh me and my cdo jonas bull who's also a co-host on the show uh we were sitting around talking you know and uh every time we met up we were like man i don't want to start a podcast or whatnot well anyway uh we invited mark Clayton to the studio to discuss a completely um different topic you know on a on a project but um, during a conversation, you know, we were like, yeah, we're thinking about starting, well, starting a podcast. And then Mark was like, me too. And then, uh, we were like, shoot, let's do it. And then next thing you know, the following Wednesday, uh, we show up to the studio. No one knew what we were doing. Uh, no one knew we were going to do the podcast, but we all showed up and, and, uh, Noonish started, man. It was actually, the original name was, uh, the ABC uh, because my last name was Anderson, Jonas's last name is Bull, and Mark's last name was Clayton, but it's just too much, you know. It, it didn't really uh, capture the essence of our show, right? But uh, I dig the background of it, though. Yeah, man. So you know, just the and just about the background of each of us. Like you know, I'm a former baseball player. Mark Clayton is a former, you know, wide receiver from Oklahoma University, and uh, played with the Baltimore Ravens and the then St. Louis Rams. And Jonas is former military. So, um, you know, we decided to we wanted to create a show that felt much like the locker room or the clubhouse, if you must, uh, where, you know, and it's funny because all three of us now have an interest in technology. And um, but we can talk about that transition from professional sports and that feeling of that clubhouse to the real world. Right. And how it's similar to the guys that are in the military that are now civilians in the real world and like that like a like empty feeling bro like what the hell am i gonna do who am i because you so much of your identity is wrapped up into what you do that when you step outside of those walls it's a very uncomfortable feeling so i mean we've seen people like junior say and other other athletes and several you know military members that once they get out man they they can't have unfortunately we've seen the worst and worse but we want to provide an environment for people to come and speak and, and talk about what they're doing and how they've grown and how they've transitioned to, into the business world. So uh, that's really the basis of our show, man. We talk about sports topics every week, and uh, Jonas brings the the uh, the cool tech tech topics that we talk about uh, every week as well, from blockchain to you know the chip shortage that has affected the car automobile industry. We were talking about that six months before anybody on the news ever said anything about it. So been able to bring awareness to different things like that to people is just cold us. man it's it's right on topic with it's it's right home with 
our ideals, man. I, I love that. Being able to bring that to an audience in a good structured show that's fun, brings in experience to as well, man. I feel that 100%. Appreciate it, man. Oh, yeah, and I forgot we had whiskey on the show, too. So it's. <laughs> and uh, once they get a couple of glasses of whiskey down, the show really opens up a little bit. It's pretty fun, man. But it's uh, it's been an experience, bro. Like, uh, it's just, it's a lot of fun. And I, I didn't think I'd like it nearly as much as I do. We're going to have to change the name of the show to Donuts with Dudes and Whiskey. I know I've known you for a while. And, and you know, I, I really do appreciate what you guys are doing out there on the show. And, um, but, you know, one thing that, that always stands out is I got, is your interactions with the guests on, on your show. I often feel like the conversations are real genuine rather than scripted interviews. And, you know, some of your guests are, these high profile guys like can you share a story about one of your favorite conversations with the guest you had on oh man so many so many stories um i mean we've had you know several guests on i won't start naming naming them all but uh one of my favorites is uh when we had the doc on uh you know the former member of the nwa founder death row uh, the architect of the West Coast really is what we like to call him because he was the, you know, the pin in the pad behind Snoop Dogg and Ice Cube and Easy E and Dr. Dre and a lot of those guys out there. Uh, but, you know, just uh, having him on the show and, you know, if you know anything about DOC, he lost his voice uh, right after his first platinum record uh, back in the back in the 80s. And uh, I mean, talk about, um, you know, uh, uh, an immediate change in life right like you got the you're you're living on top of the world you're the king of everything and and he just really you know told us what went down you know he said that uh you know he had his he had two platinum albums in his in the backseat of his honda prelude uh one from nwa from the fuck police i don't know excuse my french but that's the name of the album so i hope y'all don't mind me using drop f-bomb but from that song and then from his uh, released album. Um, I, I can't think of the name. My bad, DLC. I hope you don't get mad at me for this. I think no one can do it better. Something like that. He told us, you know, he was uh, he was partying, uh, celebrating, uh, with his had his albums in the back seat one night. It was about two in the morning, and uh, headed to Dre's house in Calabasas. The cops pulled him over, and he was running away from the cops. Right? He said he pulled one of those like. A movie move where a movie moves where he he got you know good distance ahead of the cops and pulled over on the street turned his lights off and laid his seat back like the cops wasn't gonna recognize his car when they drove past it you know so uh the cops you know they finally get him and uh they get behind him get him out the car and he said he just starts cracking jokes right and they see the albums in the back of his car he's taking pictures with the with the police and his albums and everything and they know he's drunk and, and high and all kinds of stuff and and uh, instead of taking him to jail, which they should have done, he said, and this probably saved his life, they let him go. But when they let him go, uh, you know, it was early in the morning. Uh, you know, he had a horrible wreck, right? And uh, ended up 30 yards away from his car in a tree. Said his teeth were in the tree, you know? And, uh, you know, to God be the glory, but he, you know, had no broken bones, had some scrapes and bruises and things, but uh, in that accident, he lost his voice, so he could no longer rap and entertain the way that he had previously, you know. And uh, he said for 30 years he had been trying to find his voice, and uh, 
you know, he felt that, you know, God had a purpose with his story, that it was like no other. And he was like, man, I've had my voice this whole time and I've been leading by action. And now he's ready to get back in the forefront of things. Man, it was just really a touching story, you know, uh, understanding what he went through. Um, and, and he's captured all of this. He's got a, a documentary coming out here soon uh, called The DOC, ironically. But, um, you know, it's just an amazing story, man. Uh, anybody that got a chance to witness that show was, uh, you know, will be captivated by that story. Can, can I tell you one other story? I know you asked for one, but there's one other one. Man, hit us with it. And uh, so this past uh, Super Bowl, uh, we had the opportunity to to do our show, take our show to Puerto Rico. And um, I had the opportunity to to interview DMC from Run DMC. Um, it was so funny. His name is Daryl McDaniel, I believe. And uh, like, I knew I was interviewing Vince Young and Mark Carrier, and I saw this name Daryl McDaniel. Like, who is this dude? I don't recognize his name. So I Google search him, and it's DMC. I didn't realize I was interviewing DMC until the morning of the interview. Wow. It was pretty crazy. So anyways, the interview, this was like one of our only live interviews. So we're at a resort in Puerto Rico and got a swimming pool full of people, um, you know, just, you know, locked into this interview. And he goes on to tell us about, you know, have, after his success in rapping and everything, like he just felt extremely empty and was ready to commit suicide, bro. And, uh, you know, he's then gone on to write books about this suicide and, start writing children's books but man it's just it's really cool to be able to create an environment where people feel so comfortable to tell you these things and talk about these things so freely man and uh you know that's that's the one thing i do love about our show and i think it's very different and it's not scripted whatsoever uh the only things that we do script are the topics but as far as the uh the, the content and what we're talking with our guests about is completely unscripted we want it to be just an open conversation and uh, it, it just makes them very comfortable when we're not, you know, just prying into them, you know. I can definitely appreciate that, yeah. man. And that's uh, that's the favorite part of our show is being able to interview people, being able to ask people questions. I'm just a curious guy. I, I love I love learning more, and it can be just about everything, man. I love being a jack of all trades, master of none kind of thing, and I kind of pride myself on that. Is I just I like being able to scratch the surface on everything. That's kind of the the basis of y'all's show too, as well. I guess you kind of just scratch the surface, and you're kind of a, a timeless show too, as well. You you guys seem to capture and the the pulse of current events pretty well, man. And I can definitely tip my hat to you guys on that when it when it comes to that. But what were the goals of the show, man? Like when it when it comes to each each week, and you know what do you, what can your viewers expect when it comes to uh, watching your live streams uh they can expect us to have some honest and open conversations about dallas cowboys and woo woo Texas. That, that's a given those are the two staples that are going to be there. dallas mavericks like dallas sports in general uh we we always hit on those topics and then um you know we we, we like to throw the hottest topics you know of the current events and dealing with sports out there now when it comes to the technology, man, I have no idea what Jonas is talking about. So it's uh, it's pretty cool uh, to to see the reactions of some of our guests when we get to talking about the the, the tech side of things. And uh, you know, sometimes he scares the hell out of people when he starts talking about data privacy and 
and things like that. But um, it's it's always pretty interesting, man, just to see how the how the guests are, are going to open up, man. Like, you know, we we've had Matt Kemp on the show, and he was, you know, talking about his uh, opportunity to spend time with Kobe Bryant, and you know, and exactly what Kobe Bryant's passing did to him. And you know, you remember where he was. I remember where I was. You know, just some of the conversations that Kobe Bryant and just the effect that Kobe Bryant had on people. You know, like he's like, man, playing with the Dodgers. You know, you got stars at the game all the time, but when Kobe was there, everybody knew he was there. You know, and everybody wanted to play well for Kobe because he just set his level of expectation, his standard is so high as an athlete and as just a uh, a professional. Um, you wanted to bring out your best whenever Kobe was in the building. He's like, I, not Magic Johnson, none of them matter. Kobe, that made everybody want to shine on the baseball field. And I thought that was just incredible. Yeah, so, you know, one thing that really stands out about y'all's show, man, is is your co-host dynamics on, on Noonish. So I know it's a key aspect of its appeal. Like, could you describe a particularly challenging topic that y'all tackled together and, and how y'all managed to navigate it effectively just off the cuff like that? Uh, one of the most challenging shows was talking about Deshaun Watson, you know, and what what took place down in the Houston Texans organization with this whole uh, scandal, if you want to call it a scandal, you know. Um, we all had very strong opinions as to, you know, why we felt he was being ridiculed and and uh, and and why the the Texans decided to to do this to him, you know asked him or, you know, or whoever asked him, you know, or how did him or whatnot. But that was a very, very, you know, difficult topic because you don't want anyone that has been through that experience uh, to feel that, you know, you're not sensitive to the fact that, you know, rape is real. You know what I mean? And, and, and you know, people getting taken advantage of is a very real thing. But, you know, extortion is also real, you know. And uh, as an athlete, um, you know, seeing the different types of uh, environments that you put in and the many different people and ways that they try to um, take advantage of you, man. Like, you know, a lot of these, it's hard to believe a lot of these stories, man. It's hard to believe that this well-to-do kid that has done well, this weak, clean reputation um, went out there and forced himself on women. Like, why? Why would he need to type this mm. up? And uh, but at the same time, you want to be sensitive to the to the fact that those way those women, you know, may have been affected by something he did. Who knows? But uh, that's just that was just a very that was a very weird because we don't want to get canceled. Here, <laughs> <laughs> here. That was a, that was a difficult one to, to navigate to for sure. And thanks for sharing that. Yeah, man. Yeah. What do you take of the world right now, man? Just a major topic that's just kind of been in y'all's show i can tell you for us we've been mentioning ai elon musk recession's been on there a couple of times we've mentioned the zuckerbergler yeah man talking about elon musk and zuckerberg what's a hot topic for you guys right now that's probably taking up more space in y'all's mind than than you know free free kind of right now yeah well we gotta we gotta say it on the show don't click the link yeah, <laughs> yeah. Once you click that link, it's a wrap, son. They got you. <laughs> they got you looped in, man. <laughs> yeah, don't click the link, man. But um, 
Now, AI, man, is a hot topic everywhere, bro. And it's a very um, sensitive subject because it is a, you know, it can be ultimately a, a very dangerous tool if you use the wrong way. You know, I've had friends uh, that have had their IG accounts hacked where they were completely locked out. And, uh, you know, AI got in there, and, you know, this, um, what is it called? Um, this left my mind. Where they can take your face and put a voice. Deep fakes. Yeah, yeah, deep fake, bro. The deep fake is so real. Like, I had a buddy, uh, like I say, he got blocked out of his account, and someone did a deep fake of his picture saying that he just, you know, put 10000 in the Bitcoin and got this amount of money back, man, send me your money. And with his voice, his everything looked just like it. And so I sent him a text. I was like, bro, is this you? He was like, nah, bro, I've been hacked. I can't get in my account, you know, so... You know, we try to bring awareness to people about things like like this, you know, and especially like the older population, man. Like our grandmothers and grandfathers are very susceptible to to falling victim to one of these, you know, scammers out here using this AI and, you know, can easily steal their identity. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's AI is definitely a hot topic. And on the flip side of that, hell, I told my son about, um, you know, I let my son know about Chad GPT because, you know, it, it, there is purposes for it on the educational side and just from the letter of law like chat gpt is an incredible tool when used properly so you know uh just bringing awareness and trying to educate people as much as possible about these different technological advances taking place man is is uh you know it's something we're always trying to to stay you know ahead of right to the surface bro in conversation 100 on the uh chat gpt thing man yeah, bro. Like that that's that's dope. That's a that's a very dope tool. And if you haven't used it, man, I've used I've written business planes. I've written all kinds of different uh very cool it's it's such a time saver, you know, it's it's not gonna get you the, the final copy, but it'll definitely knock out ninety five percent of the work to where you just have to really put personalized information in there and maybe change some numbers since it's not, you know, not really built for math at this point in time, but um but yeah, ChatGPT is a dope tool. Man, it, it's a it's a collaborative. It's just like you would sit down with a coworker, and or your co-host or whatever, and mash something up. Man, you collaborate with a intelligent tool that's able to help you and able to boost what you already do. And it's not like you're copy and pasting, but what you're taking is, like you said, you're, you're getting a template or you're. You're saying, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. And then you're spinning off on that. You're putting your human touch and your your own trademark onto what you create. But anyways, that's a <laughs> we could go down a rabbit hole on that, man. So, oh, <laughs> oh yeah. But uh, Jay, man, so from your perspective as a host, you know, what has Noonish involved into and, you know, what new opportunities have come about from it? I know you got a bunch of things in the works right now. Yeah, man, like, uh, I never, again, I never thought I'd like doing this nearly as much as I've done, but it's it's opened up opportunities for us to, like I said, we went to Puerto Rico, I didn't pay a dollar for that, you know? Um, someone asked us to come and entertain, it was a business, uh, you know, like a President's Club type situation where they took the top executives of, I forget, I think it was like De Dell or CDW or something, one of those companies, uh, they took all the top performers in the company on a trip and uh they just asked us to come along and entertain them with the interview prior to the super bowl and um 
you know, I never knew I was anything was gonna come up, you know, from from uh from this like that. And, you know, we got a screwball whiskey sponsorship, you know. Um, you know, we've had opportunities to we got an opportunity to do a Texas OU event coming up. So uh things that I never thought would take place, um would take place. And then, you know, I've I've had a chance to sit down and interview some of my favorite athletes. Right. Uh, we've interviewed Derek James twice. Uh, he's Earl Spencer's trainer. I just had a, a match in, in London this past weekend with Anthony Joshua, Vince Young, and just these guys that, you know, we look up to in sports, man. Just, you know, Roy Williams been able to sit down and that dude was hilarious, bro. Um, he told us, <laughs> he told us they, uh, they, when he was in Detroit, they, um, they used their entire playbook during the preseason and they went four and oh. But they lost every game that season. That was the year that Detroit went like all at sixteen. He said that year he had never drank. He started drinking by you. He said like his his whole career declined because he started drinking by you. But uh, now he owns a, a vodka company. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, man, it's just you know if y'all get a chance, man, go back and take a look at some of our older shows and even some of our newer shows. Um, recently. Uh, I've added my uncle into the mix. He's been sitting there for Mark. Mark will be back during football season, but he's been sitting sitting there for Mark. And man, he's just we're gonna keep my uncle on the show because he brings an old school perspective. And you know, I, I start talking smack and saying somebody's the goat, and he just you know he's like, there is no such goat. You're only as good as your team, you know. So you know, he's got he's got his uh, his thoughts and and very uh, opinionated. <laughs> ideas that uh that he brings to the table it's just it's a very entertaining show man regardless so i really enjoy it man we definitely want you to uh send us those links to your interviews with the the doc and some of those shows that you um shared with us today man we'll we'll put those links in our show notes that way uh if anybody else is interested in, in diving in a little bit deeper into those conversations we'll definitely have uh access to those shows for them but man, awesome. tell us a little bit more about you before we drop off with you. Um, obviously, we everybody knows the show Noonish. You guys go check that out on YouTube. But where else can we find you? And what else are you working on these days? Yeah, man. So uh, you can find me, you know, again at YouTube, youtube.com slash at Noonish. Find us on Instagram. Uh, I think it's Noonish Sports and Tech or uh, Noonish underscore live. Something, one of those two. I think notice underscore live is just about everything on Twitter, um, Instagram, uh, Facebook. But, you know, you can catch all the shows on YouTube. We can record them live. We, live. we have some edits. We've got some other cool shorts and things you can take a look at. But, uh, yeah, man, um, other than that, man, we've got a festival you guys can check out. Uh, go to ethosmetofest.com on the web. Uh, we will be changing the dates, unfortunately. We're getting all the investments and everything secured. Uh, my investor's in town. That's why I got to run here shortly uh, to go meet up with him and get all this stuff locked in. But, uh, you know, Ethos Metafest, man, we're throwing a, a dope festival in Arlington uh, at the uh, formerly known as Ballpark in Arlington and the Esports Stadium. So it's going to be a Esports tournament plus concerts. And then we're going to have two outdoor stages uh, with, you know, well-known names across the board. Don't want to drop any dimes on y'all just yet, but uh, it's going to be a fun event, man. Uh, nothing, you know, something like nothing else. So, you know, it's very digital 
uh, heavy, technology heavy. Um, so, yeah, man, just looking forward to it. Uh, it's going to be a great time. Hope you guys can come on out. We'll get the dates on the website. Right now it's showing October. I got to take that down. But um, it's going to be a great time, and, and we'd love to have you guys out there. Man, we look forward to that, man. We'll also put a link in our show notes to the to those shows. And uh, hopefully we'll have you back on here soon in the bakery, man. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, sure, bro. We got to get the bakery here on Lunar Sports and Tech too, man. Love to get you guys on and, and help spread the word about y'all's show, man. And again, congratulations on your early successes, man. Keep pushing, bro. Y'all got something great over there. Man, we'll never turn down uh, an offer to come on somebody's show. Until then, man, take care of yourself. I appreciate it. You too, guys. Thank you. All right. All right. Well, dudes, that's it for our show this week. Special shout out to our expert, J.A., for stopping by in the bakery to discuss his show, Noonish, and the topics surrounding his show, Sports and Tech. You can find more about J.A. and Noonish on their Instagram, at Noonish Live, or at Noonish on YouTube. As always, you can find more of our content on our link tree, at Donuts with Dudes. And dudes, you can request a shout out or comment on today's show by following the link in our show notes or emailing us at info at donutswithdudes.com. Dudes, remember it's our mission to make men better and smarter each week. And if you get a chance, share this show with some friends. And until next week, take care of yourself. But we'll see you in the bakery for our next batch of fresh hot topics.